We have got a great episode of State Your Line for you today. Uh, we're going to talk about Boulevardia coming up this weekend. Uh, we do have to talk about the Royals. Then we'll get into some openings and closings around the city. We'll talk about what we tried this week. Hence, uh, Tin Roof is involved. And then uh, we get into some personal pine tars. And then the mixed plate of the most Garrick Dieter athletes in Kansas City in honor of Garrick Dieter retiring this week. So lots to get into. And we have a very fun interview with the folks at KC Today. We talk with Travis and Crit from there. So um, awesome interview, a lot of fun. And so you should stick around and listen to this one. Kansas City is home to a rich brewing history dating back to the 1880s with Ferdheim and George Muehlbach and the marks they made can still be seen today throughout the city. Prohibition took its toll on other breweries in KC, but in 1989, Boulevard Brewing Company founder John McDonald rekindled that brewing tradition when he brewed and sold his first batch of pale ale. More than 30 years later, that spirit of Kansas City can-do attitude is in everything Boulevard does. From creating Tank 7, an award-winning American Saison, to brewing Space Camper Cosmic IPA, an exhilarating exploration into the universe of hops, to developing one of the nation's largest barrel aging programs, and even more recently with the introduction of Quirk Hard Seltzers. Real fruit, real fun. At the heart of Boulevard Brewing Company lies the intersection of traditional brewing and modern technology. Visit the brewery and take a tour and sip and see 32 years of brewing experienced and maybe catch a glimpse of the future to where that Kansas City spirit of innovation will lead. Boulevard Brewing Company, Kansas City, Missouri. Welcome into State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans, presented by Boulevard Brewing Company. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is June 14th, and let's lead with something cool and not the Royals. Okay. Let's go with Boulevardia this okay. weekend. I support um, that. I support that fully. Uh, we'll be out there Friday night to see Nathaniel Ratcliffe. Press passes. And, and have the Media night passes. Media passes. No oh, big deal. Oh, shit. Sorry, I interrupted your, your joke. Oh, yeah. Nathaniel Radcliffe and we will have the night sweats. I love that. It's going to be hot. Is it? Oh God! I didn't even Friday. think about it. It's going to be hot all week. Okay, ninety-five on Friday. That's a good way to start the show too. Yes. Like, um, start the show like you've started every single conversation over the last three days, which is about the heat sure is and the weather here. and mm -hmm. the humidity. Another scorcher uh, like yesterday. But, yesterday you said you'd call Sears. Uh, we do have media passes. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, obviously. Uh, we're, obviously, uh, we're going to know what to do with those and how to act, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been in the media circle for three years now, so we I, got we got this down. I know exactly what to do mm -hmm. with media passes and everything that involves that. Um, yep. So, yeah, very much looking forward to being you know, very, very special person at Boulevardia. But, yeah, it's going to be sweet. I don't. So the fan Fantastics is a local band that is okay. also playing on Friday night. I know them. Um, I don't really know many of the other bands that are playing Friday night, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to have a good time because, uh, of course, I'll have a good time. So um, we've been to Boulevardia once uh, because it, this is the first year since 2019. So the last two years have not happened because of uh, COVID. And 
it has moved the last time we went in 2019 it was in the west bottoms mm-hmm. it is now at crown center um very excited for that and to see what all that looks like i assume they're gonna you know bring the ferris wheel and a lot of those rides and putting that into crown center i'm excited to see what that looks like because it's a different scale than irish fest which is in crown center and i, I think it's a larger scale and bigger crowds and i'm excited to see it i'm i'm excited to see what downtown kansas city like the streets of downtown kansas city can offer in the sense of a festival because i don't think we've had a festival on this scale mm-hmm. ever in in the downtown area of KC. So excited to see what all that looks like. I think it's going to offer some some cool views. It is going to be hot, um, but you know that'll at least give us something to complain about. Yeah, it is uh, because we're going to be sweating. But there is a silent disco. We we talked about it. Love I think, the in the interview. Disco. So the silent disco is happening from really from five to ten. Like silent disco is going on. So fun. Uh, DJ Skittles. DJ Ness with the dollar signs. Ashton um, Martin? Don't see DJ Ashton Martin God on there. Damn um, it. But, okay, I'm kind of bummed because now you said the Fantastics are a local band. Yep. They play at the same time as Nathaniel Ratcliffe. Well, we can go back and forth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, but I kind of want to see Nathaniel well, Ratcliffe. Well, we did that at uh, in Memphis. We yeah, were, that's we true. We went from stage we to go, stage. We can stage hop a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, we're just like music festival boys. Mm-hmm. Two in one summer? Are you kidding yeah, me? I know. Just, wow. That's our life. Uh, okay, so I'm excited. I hope the, there is this pent-up demand where there are a ton of people coming out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Nathaniel Ratcliffe's a, a name to see. And then, um, I mean, the silent disco is worth the price of admission. For sure. Too. If you haven't done a silent disco, it is outrageously fun. So Way forward. more fun than you would expect. We yes. went into the silent disco. We thought it was going to be super lame. It's not lame. It is mm-hmm. very fun. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Um, Got to talk about the Royals now. Sure. We, well, we can talk about something else first again. We can okay. do uh, the big the big news event. Uh, we did a, a mixed plate about cool weather or big weather events in True. Kansas City. And then that night after, so we had recorded it Monday, Monday night, early Tuesday morning, a tornado goes through. Uh, the heart of the KC metro area from Lenexa to Grandview, right down 95th Street. Like mm-hmm. literally, if you look at the map on the National Weather Service uh, website, the path of the tornado was directly down 95th Street for starting at Lackman Road to the Grandview Triangle. It, it's pretty hilarious that it just drove 95th Street down. Not hilarious to the, the people who lived along 95th <laughs> yeah. Street, but there was no deaths or injuries reported. So um, 14 miles, 125 yards wide was this F1 nader um, that went down 95th Street. Uh, one of the bigger weather events I remember uh, in a long time, and of course mm-hmm. it happened after we recorded the episode, and the day Gary Slezak announced his retirement. Yeah, um, so that was, we really like kind of, pent up this demand for a uh, good a good weather story mm-hmm. uh, and and then we got it um Gary, again, again not good in the sense of people who had limbs good, fall on their on their yes, house good and for our podcast numbers though and that's what's important uh and good for our interactions on twitter interesting yeah i said it was ghosts. interesting <laughs> the ghosts they're, they're interesting um but then we got Slezak to look at our list of weather events, too. Gary Lezak looked at him. He did? Yeah, he did. How do you know? He said, because he tweeted at us. Oh, he did? Yeah. He said, I didn't even know He this. said, we left off some big ones. Gosh, darn There it. was a May 4th, 2003 EF4 tornado. That's just F. Oh, just F4 tornado that touched down near the Nebraska Furniture Mart 
and went over KCK. And um, he said that was a big miss. He said the 1993 floods, which was honorable mention. It was an honorable mention. Honorable mention should have been on there. Uh, the October surprise, which... Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, 96, the big snowstorm mm -hmm. in October. We missed like a week of school. Yeah, that, that was, was great. Um, Only takes like three see. inches to miss a week of school these days. Um, kids these days. He, he mentioned a microburst in Lee Summit in 1996, uh, but he said that might not make the cut. Yeah. That was a, a write-in from... Uh, Okay, a, a, a listener. So, uh, but but Slezak respected the list. I think. Good, good. Thanks, Gare. Mm -hmm. uh, we appreciate uh, the response. And yeah, sorry we didn't Thanks, get everything right. The you best know. weatherman in Kansas City. We did the best we could. I trust him. Yeah, we I did the best him. we could. So uh, I like Gary's list, but mm -hmm. it seems like he agreed with a lot of our lists. I know because he didn't have like a ton to add. Exactly. And really, he just said we meant missed that big F four tornado in two thousand three. Other than that, he I don't remember that. I don't either. Okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, he said it went from KCK all the way to Gladstone, Liberty. Sweet. Um, or not sweet, not sweet. Again, not, not cool. cool. Not cool at all. Uh, now do we have to talk about the Royals? Okay, yeah, now we can talk about now the Royals. Now we have to talk about the Royals. Um, who Now it's just like I, I look the, forward to power rankings Yeah, to see if we'll stay in last place. Like, well, we're not on the we, athletics. We moved up to 29. We moved up to 29. 29 out of 30. Um, mm -hmm. I actually we beat Baltimore two out of four this week so that <laughs> so they beat us two out of four yeah. as well <laughs> so um, that moved us up to 29 the out of royals um i actually brought some positive stuff because obviously um the season's completely over it's a dump like i think you know i think we're at the point where everyone is gonna get fired i i really do i think like matheny there's no way matheny can last throughout this year there's there's just no way cal Aldred can last throughout this year right like it it just it can't happen. Like, there's no way. I think there's a really probably a, pos a, a, a you know good chance Dayton Moore survives the season. Whatever. That's our our, our idiotic. Uh, but but regardless, now I'm starting to. I don't care about wins and losses anymore because the season's over. It's freaking sad. But Bobby Witt is continuing to develop, and that's yes. all I care about at this point. Bobby Witt, MJ Melendez, the Italian Stallion, um, Vinny Pasquatino. Is that right? I don't know. Close enough. Mm -hmm. um, Bobby Witt is continuing to to be a bright spot. He's 38th in Major League Baseball in WAR among qualified hitters. He's on pace for 23 home runs and 28 stolen bases. His strikeout rate has gone down to to normal levels that he had in the minors. Um, so those are those are all positive things from Bobby Witt, which I like to see. He hit another dong, or he hit a dong last night. Um, yesterday, Sunday, we we lost. Um, another game in which we scored seven runs. Mm -hmm. We have a losing record in, in games in which the Royals score seven or more runs, which is just a tremendous, tremendous stat um, that is absolutely hilarious that we have a losing record in mm -hmm. games that we've scored uh, seven runs. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm now just on Bobby Witt, MJ, Vinny. Um, I, I guess, you know, I have to hold out hope for the pitchers because there are only hope, but like, that that's where I'm at. I'm I'm trying to stay positive. Yeah, I, it's I'm fun with to positive. Do stats. some box score watching to watch those young guys. Um, I think is is a reasonable way to look at the rest of the season. Flip on the TV when when Bobby Witt's up, when the young guys are up too. Um, I think that's well, a good I, way to look I at it. I can't do that because I have to. I have oh, to yeah, that's right. Plug my computer into the TV and then open the app on the computer, log in, stealing uh, my dad's password. Hope you're not also mm -hmm. logging in at the same time to steal your dad's password. 
and that's it takes a lot of work to just flip on so i can't yeah. do that i just have to follow along. uh we like as a team we've been hitting better since alex zumwalt has become the interim uh hitting coach so we have that as well <laughs> and um we also have that uh, i think the players are going to start smiling more too yeah so Mike Matheny. Don't forget Some, to smile. Don't forget to smile. Don't forget to smile. Show those he's, pearly whites from the dugout. He's got to be trolling at this point, right? <laughs> I, no, I know he's not because no. cause he, he's Mike Matheny. But, like, should we just – yeah. We should, tweet, we should tweet out the picture of him in the graphic tee every day until he's fired. <laughs> we will not stop tweeting this until he's fired. Yeah, That's our at, protest. At Royals, at John Sherman, at Dayton Moore. Or just every time we lose a game. That tweet, tweet it out. That's tweet why. Out. Yeah. Um, no credit for wins. He doesn't get credit for wins. We'll only blame him for losses. Absolutely. Um, uh, that, so, um, all right. Anything else on the Royals? That's it. That's all I had. That's I just I wrote got. down some some Bobby Wood stats. Some positive things. Yep. Positive things. Um, all right. Let's Are keep... we still going with Bobby Baseball? Does he have a new nickname? Is it? I hear a lot of people call him Wit Junior. Um, like the broadcast. I, what do you what, have? You heard anything? I haven't. I haven't seen anything uh, formulate right. yet. I'll say Bobby mm -hmm. Baseball. Okay. Well, nothing's stuck yet, but uh, maybe it will. If he gets really hot the second half of the season and, you know, makes a run for Rookie of the Year, we could see it. Uh, if I Google Bobby Baseball, it was a, a children's book mm -hmm. um, by Robert Kimmel Smith. It looks kind of familiar, actually. I might have read it. But Bobby Wood Jr. does not pop up in the results. Bobby Bonilla does. Bobby Richardson. So not quite. Not quite Bobby there Bobby Brown. Yet. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, let's move to some openings around Kansas City this let's week. Let's do it. Um, let's start with uh, Ting's Bistro. That's um, right. Which is opening up. Hold on. It closed out. Um, new, new location. New location. June 15th. A second location. So Ting's Bistro, uh, again, it's a great example. In It's in Parlor. In the crossroads. It is opening up its own separate um, brick-and-mortar store on... Tomorrow, the 15th, on 6-15, they're opening in the River Market. Um, Teresa Tings is her nickname. Teresa Tings Santos Spencer uh, is from the Philippines. She uh, the, the food is Filipino, which, did you know this? I, I, I'd love to know why. The, again, something that I don't have time. But Philippines is PH, but Filipino is an F. I'm, I'm seeing that, and I just had that same thought as I was looking at that. I Instagram wonder why that is. I don't know. Do a quick Google search while I uh, while I okay. talk about the restaurant. But it is Filipino food with an F. Um, apps call like uh, lechon kawali, which is bite-sized pork belly with chili sauce. Um, some of the some of the entrees: pork adobo, uh, pork skewers. Again, started in in parlor. The the River Market restaurant is on Fourth and Main. She says that her family was royalty in the Philippines, like original royalty in, in mm -hmm. the Philippines. Um, and all the recipes come from um, her grandma. So that is Ting's opening up tomorrow, 6.15 in the River Market. So the Philippines, they speak Spanish in the Philippines because okay. Spain went over there. Um and it's that's within, a nice that's a nice just yeah I'm just, just win over there just <laughs> I don't I, I'm not looking into what happened over there yet so I'm not going to speak to what happened because I don't know but probably not great things um, <laughs> Spain doesn't have a great uh, track record for yeah. their colonies uh, yeah um, but it's spelled with an F because uh, the Spanish name for the Philippine Islands with a PH their name for it was 
Isla, Islas mm. Filipinas, mm-hmm. but with an F. They spelled it with an F. Okay. So that's why they're Philip. But Philip Philippines is still spelled with mm-hmm. PH, but if you refer to it something as Filipino, it is with an F. Yep. They just kind of answered it, but yeah, uh, we probably butchered it. So mm-hmm. and probably uh, we retract any insensitive uh, <laughs> statements we may have made. Uh, yeah, because then I just said Spain went over there and did did I, I don't did know. some stuff. Yeah, um, and then everyone started speaking Spanish. Um, huh. All right, they just asked people to speak Spanish. I'm sure. I'm sure. They said, that's "Hey what guys, happened. we're here. Mm-hmm. We'd appreciate it if voluntarily you spoke Spanish." Yep. Yep. I'm sure that's what happened. Uh, all right, let's go into another opening before we get ourselves in trouble. The uh, Uptown Lounge Piano Bar. Dude, yeah. So we're talking like dueling pianos. We're talking like so jazz vibes. I think it's like, what kind of vibes are we getting? I think it's like jazz vibes. So okay. like pianists come in there, like serious pianists, or I mean fun pianists come in there and play mm-hmm. like a piano club not a dueling piano bar. Not a Howl at the Moon type. Yeah, not that. Piano bar, RIP. In Columbia? Well, what was it called uh, in Westport? Er, the piano Ernie Biggs. Bar. Ernie Biggs, yeah. yeah. Piano. God, I love that bar. Yeah, I, I don't know if the one in Columbia actually they just, had they a name. They gave away drinks at Ernie Biggs. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just incredible. That was a great spot. Um, so the up t- Davies Uptown Ramblers Club... Uh, people probably remember this. It was a dive bar on 34th in Maine, uh, Davies Uptown. It burnt down. I mean, it had a fire two years ago that basically destroyed it. Davies Uptown had live music there. It was very oh, much yeah. a divey, divey bar. Um, the fire destroyed it. The owners, uh, previous owners, did not um, um, did not renovate it. So new owners bought it and completely renovated it. I guess Davies Uptown was kind of divided into two different restaurants um and so the new place uptown lounge uh, piano bar is just going to be on the corner so it's directly on the corner of 34th or i think that's armor whatever that is mm-hmm. in main street um and it's going to be upscale but not pretentious is what the owners say um michael rora rora uh, and Alan and Gene Stribling are the new owners um they are all pianist and also um have Played in piano bars, played in jazz clubs before. They they're the ones who bought it. Um, the plan is to open the week of the twentieth. That was the last I saw. So six twenty, which is next week, is kind of the plan to open. So it looks really cool from the pictures online. Um, I'm excited about this because it's not like a big, loud jazz club like Green Lady. It's going to be different than um, oh, the Phoenix downtown. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be more of just kind of the piano. So um, the bar looks awesome. It looks like, again, um, it looks like a, a bar that's kind of been there for a while. I think it inherited some of the dive vibes that Davies Uptown had. So uh, that's Uptown Pia- Uptown Lounge um, Piano. Do we know, well, and I, I wasn't listening to, will they have food, a menu? or Yes. Okay. I think, yes. It sounds like a fun place to grab a drink and yeah, some food. I think and it will be. hang out for a little yeah. while. Yeah. Okay. Don't quote me on it. If you go there starving, don't get mad at me. Yeah, we didn't. We we, we looked at what we knew, mm-hmm. and we delivered the facts that we knew. That's exactly right. Um, all right. Uh, also, opening coming back to the Chiefs, Jarek McKinnon signed a, a one year deal. I'm stoked about this. The Jet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't spend a ton of time on this, but I'm excited that Jarek McKinnon 
is back. It's a it's a loaded running backs room, as they mm-hmm. say. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, Ceh, Ronald Jones, who we signed this mm-hmm. year, Derek Gore, who had that one cool like sixty yard run yep. that one time. Uh, a couple of rookies that we that we drafted or, or picked up. Um, so interesting move. Yeah, maybe we just won't have a fullback. I don't know. No, Andy Reid will have a fullback. Okay, Mike Burton will okay. be on the team. That's a good point. And uh, uh, you didn't mention Jerry on er- Jerry on Ely. The Ole Miss running back that we picked. up. I did not mention him. He Look was he was that. in my couple of rookies. That was should have mentioned him by name because he's making the fifty three man. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, Jarek obviously most known didn't play a lot during the the regular season, but his three postseason games he was basically the feature back. He had forty eight touches in those three games for three hundred fifteen yards, which for three games is good production. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I like Jarek McKinnon. I hope okay. he keeps number one. I, I, it looked a good. good number. It looked good on him. It looked Speaking good on him. Awful freaking number. Sky Moore is wearing 24. It's ugly. What the hell it's is he doing? It is he, ugly. You can't, he has to change it. It's ugly. We need to start a petition. Like after, like, I think Dante Hall did it. Tyreek Hill did it. After like preseason, they changed their numbers. Okay, yes. And he, someone needs to tell him. So you can't, Sky, you cannot wear 24. You look, you look so dumb and bad. Mm-hmm. You don't look good. Change it, Sky. Um, it makes it's making me lose faith in this draft class because of his number. Yes, I agree. I mean, there's and he might not play a lot this year. Honestly, he'll probably be like the fifth, fourth, or fifth option. Like I think I think Sky Moore was a good pick for the future, right? Yeah, like, because we probably won't re-sign Juju after this year. But like, he needs to figure out his number. It's I, gonna look bad. It's bad when he's not like, playing. When he's not he's playing, when he's standing on the, the sideline. I'm gonna be like, I don't want that guy in. Yeah, he doesn't. He play defense. Yeah, get yeah. out of here. Um, also, uh, kind of an opening, but Thursday. not So I put this, if you see on the notes, it's in between openings and closings because we don't it know could be, be an opening or it could be a devastating closing. Um, and that's the news about the World Cup. So we're supposed to find out about the World Cup. Did Kansas City get the bid? This is the this is it, right? This is it. This is it. This is the fo- a formal, un- this the is the formal real announcement. announcement coming Thursday. Did we get the World Cup? Did we not? So keep your ears well, there's going to be a party Open. at KC Live. Woo. So KC Live is hosting it. They're going to put so there's a news conference or a big you know a big news conference yeah. thing um, that starts at four o'clock at um, I assume they're we showing it on passes? ESPN and stuff. <laughs> Damn, we need to get some. Mm-hmm. Let's reach out to uh, P and L. Yeah, but um, I don't know if I want to be there. It'd, it'd be sad. <laughs> It'd be a bummer be to go out there, and it's going to be like a hundred thousand degrees. Mm-hmm. Just, have we, have we people, talked about the weather yet? People packed in. Have we talked sweating. about the weather yet? If it's hot country nights too. If there's so, sad news. That's going to be a so sad crowd. Everyone has to get out. At, so this Casey Live party is from three thirty to five thirty. Everyone has to be out at five thirty because there's hot country nights. Oh god, that's going to be hot country. That nights. is going to be a hot country. Night. Um. So yeah, I mean Chicago is the other big city in the Midwest. Um. That's our, you know. Will the World Cup go to two Midwestern cities? I don't know. Um, obviously, KC, a lot of soccer pride. Basically, the soccer capital of the U.S. You think it's? You think we're competing with Chicago? Is what you're saying? That's what I think. Chicago's that stadium's tiny. Soldier yeah, Field Soldier is Field tiny. is small stadium in the it's NFL. Tiny, and it's a nightmare getting to a Bears game. Yeah, I don't think they want to go there. So easy to get to. Arrowhead I don't think they want to go there from your hotel. So easy. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we'll find out Thursday. Four o'clock is when the the press conference or the news thing starts. Uh, go to PL if you want to watch it with a bunch of other uh, U.S. soccer fans. Hot, sweaty. Um, yeah. So 
Uh, yeah, there it is. All right. I don't uh, know if it's going to be an opening or a closing. Um, this one is closing, though. Announcement of retirement has finally come. Uh, Garrick Dieter has finally hung up the cleats. Yep, Garrick um, Dieter. After how many years? Five years. Five years. Undrafted free agent out of Alabama. Did you know he went to Alabama? Yes, I did. He was like a grad transfer to Alabama, I okay. think. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, played at Alabama. Garrick Dieter, famous for um, being Mahomes' friend. That was uncuttable. Mm-hmm. Uh, for five years, and now he's retired. I was looking at Spotrac. He almost scored a touchdown yeah. on a muff punt that you can't advance in That's the playoffs true. against the Patriots. Yeah, that he was had um, f- was targeted five times in five years. Mm-hmm. He did get a lot of special teams play. Yeah. Um, he had two catches in the regular season and one catch in the playoffs, um, and he's got a ring. Yeah. He's got a ring. That, and he played in the NFL for five years. Yes, yeah, Spotrac. NFL paycheck for five years. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't get an NFL paycheck okay. when you're on the practice squad. But but he was probably an active member mm-hmm. of the roster for every at least, single year for nah, at least one game. Yeah. Yeah. I it bet looks he was. like it made, he made anywhere between 800 and a million dollars. Hey, that's more than I made my first five years of, I out agree. of college. I agree. He's got a good family. I think he's got like two kids here in mm-hmm. KC, um, two French Bulldogs. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. So, Garrick Dieter um, closing on his career, retiring. Yeah. Excited to see what comes next for Garrick. I am too. <laughs> uh, also closing, uh, what was it Bouye, Bugle, Bowl? You tell me. I didn't. I didn't put this on here. Did you oh, put I this didn't on? I put here? that on there. <laughs> closing, just Garrick Dieter. <laughs> just Garrick. I thought Dieter. that was a restaurant or something that you put on there. I I don't remember putting that on there. Uh, well, I don't think I added that. Okay. Um, all right. Let's move into a little. Uh, what we tried this week? Uh, this week, I got down to Westport for the first time in. I think like really going out in like a year. Mm-hmm. I want to say the last time I tried to go to Westport in the summer, I didn't make it in on account of long lines and metal detectors. But yeah. got into Westport a little early. Went to see uh, Drake Milligan at Tin Roof. Oh, nice! And Tin Roof in Kansas City is a perfect fit. Is it going to be a hit? It's going to be a hit in Westport. I mean, it was packed. Yeah. Um, I talked they, to someone who was there on Friday and said it was packed on Friday They night. took my advice. They they took the parking lot between, um, what's it not? McCoy's, McCoy's and Foundry. Uh, McCoy's and Foundry, but now Mickey's and Tin Roof. That is now, there's a cargo like container bar, oh, basically. Sick. So they took an old shipping container, made a bar out of it, and so they have a bartender operating out of that uh, outside. So you can get drinks there and there's patio seating outdoors right there as well and then you move inside to a giant stage um with live music going really all weekend uh and i think most weeknights too they'll have live music as well or at least a dj um after dinner time they clear out all the tables and make a huge dance floor and it's incredible it's awesome, awesome. stellar good bar food good to hear wings Burgers, chicken fing- chicken fingers, like just very easy, mm-hmm. out did they, quick. Did you ask them about my credit card? Um, yeah, they hadn't seen it. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, they hadn't seen it. They're still working on it, they said. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're still working on it. They only correspond via mail. Yeah. Um, so I believe they're, it. They're still working on it, but it's an awesome place to hang out. Um, and I, like, even if you go early, uh, you can see live music if you want to stay later. They had another act coming on starting at like ten thirty. Holy moly! So uh, late. yeah, I it's went home at that point. But yeah, um, what's all, the situation awesome getting into Westport right now? I literally haven't been in forever. Is it still uh, metal detectors and like I went early, so when you there, left, but you when remember? I left, there was not. There was okay. none. 
Uh, I hope that stays that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to get Westport back to Westport. And I think this is great. I think Westport needed some live music. I think for that's sure. always fun for a, a, an entertainment no dist- district. Um, we just need that that three story cowboy bar in uh, the old Californias to open up now. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so I did the exact opposite uh, this week. <laughs> I tried Paulo and Bills in Lenexa, which is the most. Um, how do I put this politely? <laughs> like if it was open next to a retirement home, it would kill. Um, <laughs> it's the exact opposite of tin roof in Westport. Like it, okay. um, going there for, I mean, I'm sure it's probably known for it's great. Like Caesar salads and club sandwiches and lunch combos and soup and salad combos. Uh, and probably has a great early bird special dinner starting at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was not my scene. Um, probably not many listeners on this would go. We have no, we crush it in oh, this demographic. That's, that's true. So be Sorry. careful. Sorry, you're absolutely right. You're probably offending. I'm offending half our a listeners lot right of now. people at, at the moment. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was. It was Paolo and Bills. It was a nice little. What'd you eat? Um, I think I got a. I got a salad and sandwich combo. Uh, for lunch, um, like a club sandwich and a chicken salad, chicken Caesar salad, pretty uh, pretty standard stuff. So, um, yeah, that was Paulo and Bill's. I wonder, it seems like it's like been around for a while. I think it has, yeah. I think it has. Hey. Maybe I just ca- caught it on a weird day. Maybe it's a lot of fun. Uh, maybe it's not trying to be a tin roof. It's, maybe it's, it's definitely not. It's, maybe it is what it wants it to is be. What, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yep, which is uh, perfect. Okay, all right. Uh, this week, we got an interview. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, we talk uh, with Travis and Crit. They are um, city editors at the Kansas City Today, uh, which is a I don't know a blog. I guess it's a newsletter where newsletter we get all of our blog. content from. Uh, it's basically state your line in newsletter form on a daily basis. Yes. So um, we get to talk to them about what they're doing uh, at KC Today, and then also um, just talk Kansas City with them. It was a really really fun interview. All right, today we are joined by our friends Travis and Crit. They are city editors at KC Today. Um, if you have not heard of KC Today or you're not subscribed to KC Today's newsletter, let me just tell you, you're missing out. Uh, we can only do so much at State Your Line. Once a week, we're giving you some updates, uh, but this newsletter is coming every day. Uh, so, uh, Travis, Crit, thanks so much for joining us. I guess we can start there. Tell us a little bit about KC Today um, and. Uh, like where they can find it, how frequently updates can come to people as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks for having us, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, KC Today, I like to tell people, is basically an e-newsletter about cool stuff happening in Kansas City. Uh, it's news, uh, but it's none of the hard stuff. Um, it's restaurants opening. Uh, it's new menus, new items, developments, and uh, apartments going up stuff happening in your neighborhood that we want to activate you uh, to know about and then go out into the community and interact with these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I've had a few friends saying that there's nothing to do in Kansas City and I just send them like the Casey Today like because we have events updated every day. There's little like pods that we call that are basically posts of the day. So they're kind of like visual elements of like things that are happening around the city. So it's not just kind of like articles or things like that. We also try to kind of incorporate social media into mm-hmm. what we do. 
Yeah, I feel like this is getting dangerous of like everything that we try to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. So the best way to describe it, because this is our podcast, so people listening to our podcast are familiar with our podcast, right? I feel like it's kind of a daily newsletter version of like what we try to do because we're, we're the same way. Like we avoid some of the hard hitting mm -hmm. stuff. We, we like to talk about restaurants, openings, music, festivals, royals, sports, different things going on. And that's kind of exactly what you're doing. So um, we actually brought you here today to tell you to back off. <laughs> we, you thought this was like a, a nice interview to like promote. No, no, no. Yes, it's we're actually ambush. trying to take over it's an this ambush. podcast. Yeah. Oh, uh, double, double ambush. Double you ambush, yeah. Out, coming out us. So when did you guys get started? I feel like um, I heard about you guys, well, uh, as, a, um, as a narcissist myself, I heard about you guys <laughs> because you wrote about State Your Line. You mentioned like State Your Line is a good podcast to listen to. So I have like a Google alert set up for us and, and got that notification. But um, I, now I've been following you and I read your newsletter every single day. Um, how did you guys get started and when did you get started um, on KC Today? Yeah, uh, great question. So we're relatively new. Um, we got started back in August. Uh, right before 816 day, basically. Okay. Um, and it's, uh, we're part of a larger company called 6AM City. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so they, they brought Kansas City on as a market. Um, and I was one of those first editors um, that started with. And we've just been kind of rolling ever since. Yeah, so you're, you were the first editor, I assume, right? And mm -hmm. were you like the only employee early on? Um, it was me and then a co-editor at the time, Skylar. She's now at the Nashville publication. Okay. Um, and then I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris, when did you start? So I started in February. Okay. How did you hear about it and why did you want to write for it? Yeah. So I was, you know, like every college kid looking for a job after graduation and I just, you know, typed Kansas City on LinkedIn and the job posting for this job kind of popped up and it said, you know, you can write about Kansas City and kind of be like an influencer sort of thing. And I was like, there's no way this job is real, but I'm going to apply for it. Mm -hmm. So I did. And I really enjoyed like the people working for the company and just like the whole kind of mission behind the brand, kind of promoting Kansas City, telling people, you know, there's so much to do around here in your city. So that's why I decided to join. I, I had a similar experience and reaction yeah. when to, to what Chris said. Mm -hmm. um, I was kind of looking for a new job at the time and um, got served a really good Facebook targeted ad. Nice. Mm -hmm. Which like doesn't work normally. But it's like, hey, do you live in Kansas City and love Kansas City and want to write about Kansas City? Are you a journalist and want to be paid for this? <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. like, Is your name Trit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I said, yes, absolutely. You're Travis. I just combined both of your names. I'm sorry. Actually, that's a good like, that's hashtag. That's a good hashtag. name. Yeah. You were talking about Nashville, and I don't know, maybe something got in my head. It works. Anyways, it works. sorry, Crit, Travis. Yeah. Is your name Travis? <laughs> yes. Uh, but combined, we are Trit. Yeah. <laughs> I like to. So neither. Neither of you are from Kansas City, which um, which I appreciate because I think that sometimes Kevin and I, having grown up in Kansas City, we definitely have like pre, uh, you know, we have biases that we came to our show with that we have formed over 29 years, 30 years of living in Kansas City. You guys started this having not been from Kansas City. When when you guys moved to Kansas City, did you ever think that you would you would be writing about the city? And, and what was your first impression? Chris, I think this is a better question for you because you're from Singapore. What was your first impression of Kansas City when you moved here? 
Yeah, I mean, when I first moved, I, I'll be honest, I did not know Kansas City existed. Yeah, like, that's fair. You know, I only heard it through family, so when I came here, I wasn't really expecting to kind of like travel or like explore the city because I'm more of like an introvert and kind of like to do things just one way. But I feel like the city just kind of changed me to be more like extroverted and like trying new coffee shops and like looking out for the next like bar that's opening mm -hmm. up. So I would have not expected to kind of like write about Kansas City because I'm an English and chemistry major. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like I didn't really have like that journalism degree per se. So wasn't expecting it, but I'm loving it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of chemistry in in like uh, brewing beer and like smoking <laughs> meats. So so you can kind of connect with some of the brewers that you're writing about. I'm sure there's a good good amount of chemistry involved in like a really really good pot of coffee too. Yeah. So so the, some of those things you can connect with those makers on a different level, right? Actually, yeah. So what I I, I want to push a little bit more. You never heard of Kansas City. You said you were you came here for college. Did you anticipate it being like a cow town, like a tiny, tiny town? Or did you know it was like a, a real metro? I, I will be honest, I had no expectations. Okay. So when I came, I mean, I've been to California before and all these bigger cities. Okay. One thing I liked about Kansas City was it was smaller, but mm -hmm. it still had that city feel to it. Yeah. It's like perfect. Like if you really want to put yourself out there, you really can. And that's what I really appreciate about the city. Yeah, that was that was going to be one of my questions too. Was like, what is your elevator pitch for Kansas City as a whole? Like, if you're trying to sell Kansas City and you've got a 30 second elevator ride, I feel like that's yours, right? Yeah. That's a pretty good one. Of you know, it's got that um, real city feel, but it's it's still a small kind of the small city yeah, feel. Yeah, like everyone knows everyone. Yeah, so, yeah. Travis, what would you say yours is? Man, people just say, what's in Kansas City? And I, I just tell them, it's a really cool place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I think back to the first time I met someone from Kansas City. It was in college. I went to Mizzou, uh, M-I-Z. Uh, and basically, I had some friends in marching band from Kansas City. And where I'm from, um, which is not a small town, a uh, small like metro, it's like mid-sized, the Quad Cities. Um, but people like can't wait in, in high school, people cannot wait to like leave. Mm -hmm. And it's not that it's a bad place, but it's just, you know, people are excited to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, I came to college at Mizzou and met people from Kansas City who couldn't wait to come back to Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Couldn't wait to move back and like spend the rest of their life here. That's and a great I, point. Yeah, I, I had never experienced that before. So there was that kind of like, internal fervor and pride that was foreign to me. Um, and when I was able to move here, I was interested in getting a hold of that a little bit. Yeah, I, I love that perspective of like people going away and then being like, well, my plan is to come back. Like I wanna go back to Kansas City. And I remember I moved away after college and moved to a couple of different cities, but I always knew like I wanted to come back. So I had that feeling. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's probably a lot of people around Kansas City uh, share that. Um, Crit, I was reading the uh, newsletter today <laughs> and you had the, the coffee shops based on your um, horoscope. Is yeah. that right? Did you write that one? I did write that okay. one. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so people, I don't know or understand horoscopes, but there's something about Scorpios that we just get like Trashed. Oh, are you a Scorpio? Yeah, I am. See, that's the reaction. Yeah, yeah. Every time. I was like, oh, I don't know what that means. Um, but we got oddly correct Yeah, uh, was the coffee shop for us uh, because it alludes to the dark and discreet qualities that you possess. 
It's pour over paired with the skull koozie sums up your mysterious aura. Wow. What what's with Scorpios that we have this <laughs> reputation? I honestly I don't know, but every time I tell someone that, they're like, "Yeesh, you're a Scorpio." <laughs> I I don't know where because I know you didn't write the book on this stuff, but yeah, I I'm didn't write curious. the book. Like, <laughs> so basically, like I feel like this is on a personal level, but Scorpios yeah. are they're ruled by the sign of like death and transformation. Wow, Kevin. So your like okay. tarot card is literally death, but it's not necessarily okay. like a bad thing, you know, it's kind of like transformative. So that's why all those like kind of dark and brooding qualities okay. are associated. Mm. Get a dark roast at Oddly Correct. Yeah. Do you like Oddly? Are you a fan? Um, yeah, I'm a fan. Like I wasn't, I was like, I think Oddly's a cool spot. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it was the description that I didn't that even had. look at. <laughs> what's, what's Taurus off the top of your head, do you know? Um, Monarch Coffee. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like Monarch Coffee. It's not my it's not my number one, but I like Monarch, so that's, yeah. that's good to know. You guys have a favorite coffee shop in the city that you like to visit if you're riding or maybe just meeting friends at? I like Cafe Corazon a lot. Yeah. The, okay. uh, which one? The the one in the crossroads, just because of the coffee flights. Yeah. Like I can try all three at one go. So. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. They do a good job. Um, I really like the new remodel and feel of Thou Mayest up in the River Market. Okay, sweet. Um, I've been. That was the old key, right? Yeah. Key coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think something along the lines with same owners of before they, you know, renovated and stuff. Yeah. I don't exactly know the whole story there, but it is. It's this kind of outdoorsy, um, like hikery vibe. Yeah, in there. for sure. And I love hiking and doing stuff like yeah. that. So mm -hmm. uh, fit right in. That's how it was in the Crossroads, the original location. We've interviewed uh, the founder of Thou Mayest, his name's mm -hmm. Bo. Yeah. Uh, he's an interesting cat. Uh, yeah. And if you get a chance to interview him, uh, I would recommend it because he will uh, talk to you about like how, how coffee plants have sex with each other <laughs> and how, how that makes like better coffee. Hybrids. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. All, all this stuff. It, it's, um, it, it was an interesting interview. He was, was awesome. Yeah, yeah, he was great. Mm -hmm. So um, the speaking of like, kind of crazy people like Kevin asking about the horoscope. Do you guys have, do you guys get crazy commentators or commenters in, in like the comment section of your articles? So I'm thinking about like how anytime like the Kansas City Star or uh, other publications like The Pitch or anything else, when they release a story, the comment section of like publications online turns into just a, a, a crazy show. Do you guys get that ever, ever? So Have you had to deal with that? As someone who has worked uh, at a local TV station doing their web and posting mm -hmm. to their social media, um, it is nothing like that, <laughs> which thank goodness, seriously. Um, yeah. Our coverage is, you know, I, like we mentioned earlier, kind of more on the positive side, yeah, more on like sure. the, the audience activation side and um, kind of paired with what we're covering and then, you know, tagging these local organizations or businesses in our posts. Uh, it's generally, not always, but generally um, a lot more positive, mm -hmm. which is a breath of fresh air for, for me. For sure, <laughs> yeah. Where do you, so for our show, like a good amount nowadays, since August, a good mm -hmm. amount of the content that I find for our show is from you guys. So <laughs> where, like, like every where's, day. Where's that money? I know, exactly, right? <laughs> every day, well, it's, you're getting all my clicks. So <laughs> that's how you're selling to advertisers. I am making sure that in the email that I get every day, I click through because I, I think that's a that's something that's yeah. tracked. Uh, we should probably know more about that, but we don't. Mm -hmm. um, 
where do you guys get where's your pipeline for for news and and everything like that do you guys try to go directly to sources and do you have people feeding you information or are you um are you using other publications what's your guys's pipeline for news or or story ideas like how did you come up with that story idea for you know coffee compared to horoscopes yeah Mm -hmm. so for our newsletters our model the first thing is called a conversation piece so that's what you know travis and i get to kind of do whatever we want with it in terms of like personality. If there's something like breaking news that kind of pops up, we kind of like flex on that and use Mm -hmm. that as a platform, but mostly it's for us to really kind of add our own voice to it. So that's where like, you know, coffee and astrology, that's where that comes in. And for our like news notes or like more short news-based kind of little tidbits, we get that from like sources like Kansas City Business Journal, Mm -hmm. the Kansas City Star, but we also kind of source them on like social media. So like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, usually we don't get like information fed we do get them sometimes from like emails but it's mostly us kind of like the day of trying to find information it's hard yeah like you mentioned with you guys um linking to us like we always link to all of our sources um so whether it's coming directly from a company or a business um you know press release or something we always Mm -hmm. try to have some sort of link to there to direct to where we found that out um, or, you know, if it's a secondary source, uh, mm-hmm. kind of like a, you know, grabbing from a local news station or something, uh, we always cite that as well. Yeah. And so, uh, I guess to each of you, and, uh, what's kind of your niche? Like if you could write like so many stories about this one thing, is it bars? Is it, um, restaurants, infrastructure? Like what's your kind of niche that like those stories you're always like dibs. I want to talk about that. Um, Mine's probably beverages. beverages. Like, I like writing, writing about cocktails, like coffee. There's like so many ways to really cover about it. Like for example, today's story, like mm-hmm. you know, can yeah. kind of combine. That was fun. Yeah. I had never thought about coffee exactly. shops like, in that way. That even fun. speaking about it right now, I'm thinking of like two, three other ways to kind of like twist about coffee shops or cocktail spots. So mm-hmm. I like writing about beverages. Yeah. What about you, Travis? Oh man, I'm I'm a huge nerd. Um, and I've especially, can I shout out another yeah, podcast on out. this yeah, podcast? Wow. Um, I know I've yeah. been listening a lot to 99% invisible, uh, mm-hmm. with Roman Mars and we compete directly with them. Yeah, but I know. We'll, we'll, be, I know. we'll bleep that out. That's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but it's, it's all about design and, um, it delves into a lot of different things with like city planning and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, one thing that sticks out to me is, I uh, wrote about the Gillum cycle track that opened up, mm-hmm. protected bike lanes, and uh, similar thread like the the green loop that they're sure. trying to create yeah. downtown. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. It combines design, it combines city works and planning, um, and it also combines my opportunities to get outside and bike around the town. Yeah, there's there's a controversial subject. By, by cyclists in the city that, that <laughs> no, can get people fired up depending, depending on, yeah. on what it is the comment like, section people yeah. can people either a lot of people hate cyclists uh, if you're a cyclist you you probably are aware of that right yeah yeah, yeah. so that can get people fired up and then cyclists they hate cars mm. uh and they hate like if there's like one cone in the bike lane the cyclist <laughs> will take a picture of it, send it to Casey Mo three one one, and yeah. say like, "There's a construction cone in the bike lane." Like How any opportunity you? they get yeah. to tweet at Casey Mo, um, they will do so. So when that that's kind of a, a, a thing about Casey that I always notice, 
Do you guys spend a lot of time talking to like the other editors? Like, you know, you had an editor go to Nashville and I think there's, I don't know, 20 or so cities that um, 6 a.m. city has a similar publication. And um, if you guys are chatting with the other editors, like, is there anything that you've discovered that's unique about KC that other editors aren't facing or, or something that, uh, like a reoccurring story that you guys are always talking about that editors in other cities aren't dealing with? Or do, do you feel like it's all like pretty similar? So one thing I've noticed is if you pull up the 6 a.m. city website, we're the only city with like two states in it. So it's like Kansas and Missouri. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. So that has been kind Quad of- Quad Cities hasn't gotten a newsletter <laughs> no, yet. No, no, I'm, I'm pushing for it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. <laughs> so that's been interesting to kind of make sure our like newsletters not just really covering Missouri only or Kansas only, kind of making sure that blend of like both states. Okay. Is, like, I think that's a, something unique to our yeah, market. Definitely. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think of some of our co coverage that we've done. Um, we ran a conversation about the word ope. Yeah, um, that was a fun one. And and y'all, yeah, because I, both I of them those, are yeah. used in Kansas City, which is not like very common. I mean, mm -hmm. ope is used in in um, in Madison, where we have mm -hmm. you know, another publication up mm -hmm. there, but they don't say y'all. They're not even close to the South. Yeah. if you can call this the South. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know I, I was in New York City and I could just, you know, like when you are giving a presentation trying to cut out the word um and mm -hmm. you're conscious about it. In New York City, I just, I would say, ope every, and I was like, God, I'm sticking out so much right now. <laughs> Your Midwest mass, is showing. Yeah, I'm just like so, so embarrassed. Um, but a couple of follow-ups on your, uh, kind of your niches. Uh, what uh, infrastructure project, like maybe that's been announced recently or in the past or, or maybe even like a dream infrastructure project gets you excited. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like there's been a couple announced recently. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love um, the concept of, of decking over yes. interstates. Yeah, big, for sure. Big, that's so yes. cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I heard about that um, at my last job and kind of heard about it as sort of a pipe dream that had been talked about or whatever. Um, and then when the news broke that hey, this is probably going to happen. And then it broke that, yes, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I, I think I screamed a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I'm stoked um, about it. I think they could do that with the, the North Loop. And then mm -hmm. there's also talk about lowering uh, 9 Highway or Highway 9, mm -hmm. depending on how you say it. Yeah, you guys wrote an article level. about that, yeah, too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Which, uh, like, if you say the highway, like, Interstate 35 or 35, or uh -huh. 35, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, the bridge parks are cool. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a big fan of of preserving the Buck O'Neill Bridge and the Rock Island Bridge project seems to really have taken off and they have backing funds wise, mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited to see what happens. There. Yeah, those things just seem like too good of ideas. Where yeah. I was just nervous, like that's not going to happen. Yeah, like, that makes too much sense for it to actually happen. So it is very, very exciting. What about the uh, gondola from oh downtown Oh my gosh, KC I was just to, about to bring that <laughs> to, like, to like KCK. I, I saw that and I was like, okay, maybe me, let's pump the brakes on like, <laughs> on, on like the city of Do the future I, ideas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but at the same time, um, there was, uh, there was that, that incline train back in the day that went down to the West Bottoms and there were also stairs before that was a loop highway mm -hmm. that went from Case Park down to the West Bottoms and those have both been removed and so now you have kind of a disconnect other than cars down you know 12th Street yeah you exactly. have a disconnect from uh, downtown to the West Bottoms and then up to KCK zipline 
Zip or a line. gondola. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of those two. You yeah. know, I, I just think like there's possibility for connectivity, especially across the state line. Yeah. Yeah. As your you podcast go. might might suggest. Love, yeah. Um, uh, and then, Crit, uh, what about, uh, I know you talked about beverages being kind of a passion of yours. Yeah. Um, you mentioned before we got started, there's this like drink up campaign yes. starting too. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's basically like restaurant week, but more for like beverages. So, you know, cocktails, mocktails, coffee. It's a week long initiative that's happening in July. Um, we're kind of looking to partner with local brands and kind of either come up with like a cocktail or just um, kind of promotional material for that. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, you know, drink up. It's in the name, but that's what we're looking to kind of do in July. As far as like ideas for that, I definitely think it would be cool to have a special like Casey Today cocktail for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. See, that's, I think that makes sense because when we were talking about restaurant week back in January, I was like, why don't the bars do this? And like each uh, bar has like their, you know, um, menu of drink up week or, or whatever it is. And like, oh, yeah, here's five the dollar cocktails all yeah. week. So yeah. it's just like happy hour all week. Yeah. 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 All day, every yeah. day. So basically, maybe you can get a old fashioned with Rieger whiskey for five dollars. Um, and that's maybe one bar special and someone else does one with lifted spirits or we're just we're just doing yeah. the work. I mean, we, 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 yeah, we will do you. no follow up work. <laughs> exactly. We'll just spit ideas at you. That's exactly that's right. That's it. And then yeah. we will not follow up on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like how I did in January. I came up with this idea and said it once and then you and guys stole you it. guys listened and stole it and you're running with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm out of questions. Um, I had uh, a couple other questions. Um, Boulevardia. Uh, is is this weekend Um, got a couple of big big headliners Nathaniel Radcliffe and I think uh, Dashboard Confessional I think is Saturday night how do you think Boulevardia is doing as far as like being able to attract um, like some big talent to Kansas City do you think it could grow into like a a festival attracting bigger names or do you think it's at a good spot kind of where it is um, for Kansas City yeah, I think with like, you know, if we get the World Cup and, mm-hmm. you know, with all these developments that we'll have been find happening. Out on Thursday. Yeah, we'll find Okay, stay tuned for a story if we do get it. Yeah. 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 So with all these developments that are happening around the city, I think like Boulevardia has the potential to kind of, you know, become bigger and bigger every year. Mm-hmm. I was um, just at the Wonderbust Festival last, uh, last end of summer, I think it was by now. Um, over in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, they did a great job. It was just in the lawn of like some corporate office, mm-hmm. um, but they attracted some huge names, including uh, AJR and like Kesha. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just kind of this small festival that I had never heard of before yeah. I went to go I've see a specific band. I think Boulevardia could could get to that level, yeah. certainly. Looks like in 2019, we had Young the Giant and Fitz in the Tantrums and Dashboard Confession. Dashboard mm-hmm. just can't stay they away. They love us. Yeah, and the, I know. Oh, yeah, the greeting committee. That's what I, we And saw. we had a silent disco, too, which yeah. I, I haven't seen anything about a silent disco no, there is one. this year, but I hope there is. I, I'm, I'm almost positive Okay, yeah, one. because we went to the Beale Street Music Festival this year, mm. and, I mean, they're pulling names like Lil Wayne, Weezer, wow. Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion. We were supposed to see Megan the Stallion, but weather didn't cooperate, and neither did drinking all day but <laughs> uh, I but i feel like if Me- i mean memphis is also known for music but I-, I mean i feel like we could have a festival on, on that scale we're you know a similar city in size to memphis and maybe bigger i i don't know but uh, i would love to see that continue to grow uh, and then i guess my last question was um around um 
like best best late night food been on the search for some good late night food Ooh. do you guys have a favorite oh. spot maybe you've like, been scorned by the mcdonald's app too many times yeah yeah <laughs> one too many times it's let me down depends on the part of the city right because yeah. mm-hmm. some some pockets close at like 10, 11 True. p.m. sometimes, which okay. has been really too bad for me. <laughs> yeah, so this might be a better question, actually. Like, if you were bringing someone in from out of town or had a friend visiting, what's your go-to, like, maybe, like, bar district or area in the city to show to them to be like, this is what I love about Kansas City? Oh, okay, that's a good one. See, I would say the crossroads, but then we'll take the streetcar and go down to the river market, so we're covering That's pretty good. Yeah, a good that's area. a good I did that with some out-of-town guests, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. the crossroads, yeah. like East Crossroads, hopping around those those breweries yeah. and and um, and bars and and all those little unique spots. I think that's that's my favorite spot in the city right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're they're doing some really incredible things. They have an innovation district that's trying to create like an an ecosystem of tech creators down there. Nice. Um, and then I've talked with Laura Gray with the East Crossroads, and she runs. Um, Casual animal, which I love. Yeah. Chaos monkey. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. So, so good. yeah. So yeah, I'd probably also say East Crossroads. I mean, there's just so much mm-hmm. in such a small area. You spend all day there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I've done it. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, I know it is countless to, to, to hop around there. Uh, and then where can people find you guys um, online uh, so that after they listen to this, they can be um, loyal readers as well? Yeah. Uh, thekctoday.com. Um, okay. That'll take you to our, our main website where you can subscribe. Um, the subscribe buttons are everywhere, so like it won't it's, be hard. Hmm. Um, it is free. It just says, when I go to the website, it just says kctoday.6amcity.com. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's ultimately <laughs> nested within our parent okay, company. Okay, got it, got it. If you just Google KC Today newsletter, it's that is result. also a yes. great, great point. <laughs> yeah, um, and then, I mean, just, sorry to interrupt, but, like, I, uh, what I appreciate about your guys' newsletter is that it's just, it is just once a day, and it just comes to the inbox, and it's so easy. Uh, I love how it's formatted. It, it's, and there's, if there's ads in there, they're well, they're well hidden. I don't know if your advertisers want to hear that, but I think they would, because I'll end up clicking on them or something, but, like, it's not just added out completely and it's very very succinct nice easy way to to get the news yeah our company wants to streamline it basically so um you know people are activated to go into the community we do mark our ads uh, so you know what is paid and what's Mm -hmm. not Um, so there's that level of transparency Um, but we also like have people writing those ads in our voice and in our tone um which you know allows people to maybe be interested in something that if it was just a strict ad in the strictest sense, they wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a sales rep here, Amanda, who wants to bring local brands more and more to the forefront mm-hmm. of our product. Um, so people are spending local, supporting local. Um, so yeah, yeah. That's, that's our operation basically. Sweet. Awesome, well Travis and Crit, really nice to meet you guys. The duo of Trit. We appreciate you guys coming in. We're going to use that. Yeah. I hope. Don't patent it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right. So thanks to Travis and Crit for joining us, a.k.a. Trit, uh, which uh, was a lot of fun. I think, again, we talked about in the interview, they bring a great perspective to Kansas City not being from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, really... You can never say that there's nothing going on in Kansas City or you don't know what's going on this weekend if you subscribe to this because there's always something happening. 
and they highlight some fun ones. It comes in your inbox every day. It's it's, it's the perfect amount of news. It, it is positive news. It is it's not like local news where it's just like dead person, dead person, awful story. Awful. It's like positive news on a daily basis about fun stuff, exciting stuff, new stuff going on in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is great. And I agree. Like we obviously have biases having lived in Kansas City our whole life based on where we were raised, where we went to school, all these different things. It is good to have a perspective from people who are not from Kansas City so they don't have all these like what they think about Northlanders and what they think about Olathe and all these, you know, yeah. these negative um, uh, biases that we come in with. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good good newsletter. I would recommend. Okay. Um, all right. Next up, we have a, a Hey Look, There's KC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in a music video. That's the right. Yeah, yeah, yes. The yeah, yeah, yes. Um, a uh, American indie rock band mm-hmm. formed in the early 2000s. Um, their new song. Such hits as? Um, Maps is the one song I know. Um, yeah, I don't know that one. Maps is a good song. Uh, Heads Will Roll is a famous oh, I know one. Heads Will Roll. Yeah. Okay. So their new um, their new album, first album in a decade, first new album in a decade is out, and they have a song on there called Spitting Off the Edge of the World, um, and they filmed the music video here. Uh, the opening shot of the music video is like they're on a roof in downtown Kansas City. It is like the downtown skyline. You can see the H&R Block building. Um and uh, it, it, then there's a construction worker who spits off the edge of the building. Um, it is a little bit of like, a, mm-hmm. and then it evolves into kind of some zombie apocalypse vibes. There's oh, a kind of um, like you too did. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So the other time we were featured in a music video, it was about the end of the world, uh, and you two shot the video in downtown Kansas City in the early 2000s uh, because how desolate our downtown yeah, like unironically. was. Ironically. Yeah. They didn't it wasn't ask cool. us to like do anything different. No, it wasn't <laughs> fun. Um, but yeah, the, this one was um, cool. Like the, the Kansas City Art Institute um, or the two people who produced the video, you know, uh, were ri- or taught at the Kansas City Art Institute. Um, Succotash, uh, the, the restaurant catered it. Um, a lot of good Kansas City vibes in this one. So, uh, but not a ton of KC shots. I watched the music video, but uh, still, hey, look, there's KC. Yeah. Uh, the lead singer said Kansas City was dreamlike. So she went on to say the dreams you have after eating something really greasy in bed, bizarre, poetic, and intense. So That's how I, I describe <laughs> Kansas City bizarre, poetic, and intense. Yeah. But mm-hmm. why does the dream have to be after eating something greasy in bed? That's uh, very specific. Maybe, she, maybe because she did eat something. She did. Maybe, maybe she, she went to town topic. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had a nice burger and fries and a and a chocolate shake. Went to bed. Smelling had a dream. like onions. Yeah. <laughs> had a dream about Kansas City, and then shot her music video here. Um, all right. Uh, next, let's move into some personal pine tars this week. Uh, mine is currently ongoing. Okay. We are in the midst of it. Uh, I got some new shoes from Under Armour. Most expensive pair of running shoes I've ever bought. $150. Okay. Wow. They got Bluetooth in the running shoes now. That's so Do you know dumb. about that? I don't know. They like measure like your stride and, and stuff. Crazy. I didn't even know that when I bought it. Mm-hmm. It had good reviews though. Anyways, the inner heel. Inner heel. The inner heel, the the lining in the inner heel okay. already ripped and is frayed and is causing blisters on my Achilles tendon. So that inner heel. Sheesh. So 30 days in. Yeah. That's already worn down. And so I email under and I'm like, hey, 
you know, the shoes are already, it's 30 days in. They're $150 shoes. That's expensive. Way too expensive, yeah. Um, so they're like, all right, we'll send you a new pair. It's like, great. This is before the wedding. Get back from the wedding. Expect those to be there. They're not. And they're like, oh, we didn't send them yet. Now we'll send them. Great. They got here today. I had an all-white pair. They sent an all-black pair. Mm. So now... I don't know what to do with this pair. Now, Send them back or ask for a new pair. Well, I'm going what size on. Are they? Should I? Should I? Should we get two? I'm going to try to. Yeah. At this point, unless they want me to ship two shoes back. To Probably them now at this point. Yeah. But now at this point, I've spent two hours on the phone with them. I'm going to spend another hour tonight on the phone with them mm. uh, because they sent me the wrong color shoes. Come so, on, Under Armour. Uh, that's frustrating. That's, that's the three worst. Three hours of my life. Yeah. For a hundred fifty dollar pair of shoes mm. that ripped in 30 days mm. mm-hmm. it's frustrating mm. that's not good not good not a good look under armor do you see the power we have mm-hmm. there, there there are dozens of people listening to this podcast there are dozens dozens um uh my my personal pine tar pretty simple you know i talked about this last week but i was in st louis last week made the drive i-70 uh kc to st louis and back i would without a doubt support uh, a politician or legislation to ban billboards. Mm. I hate, hate, hate billboards on the highway. And Missouri is probably the biggest offender of this. Uh-huh. Um, and Made a movie about it. Yeah, three billboards outside mm-hmm. Ebbing, Missouri. Fake city, but real problem. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just hate billboards. And I think it, it's like... Obviously, it's not going anywhere, and it's never going to go anywhere, mm-hmm. and I just gotta have to get over and it. And they but work because you're reading them and not, talking about them? I mean, I'm talking about them, but like, I'm not... Um, Buying uh, anything I'm not them? going to the adult superstore um, anytime soon, or the Lion's Den. I, the shout out, I remembered your name, Lion's Den. <laughs> but um, Obviously, it just worked. It yeah, just paid off. But like... Uh, yeah, and I'm not finding God because of the billboard. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not. You haven't called eight three truth. No, to find out. <laughs> find out. Found out some answers. Yeah. Nah. God damn it, Kevin. You stop have not it. gotten bored enough. Yeah. On a road trip. But um, but yeah, I hate billboards. It ruins the countryside. It um, and Missouri is the worst. Like even the drive to Manhattan. I mean, on the toll road, I don't yeah. think there's any billboards. Um, like when you get to Bill in Snyder, Topeka, Hi- there are. But it's just not as bad. The, yeah. the drive between Kansas City and St. Louis is awful. I mean, going down to Springfield and then to Branson, it's like it's like how many billboards can we put up mm-hmm. in a row when you get close to Branson? Wait and till Bucky's goes in and more Bucky's God billboards. Bless America. Yeah, there's so, a there's a there's a green McDonald's billboard on I seventy. I think it's westbound coming back from St. Louis, and it's it's so old that it's turned a shade of green. Oh yeah, yeah. And the Big Mac. Is, yeah, the Big Mac. It'll make you hate McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just looks disgusting. So, yeah, if you want to do something about it. Uh, but, yeah, I hate billboards. I want them banned. Um, like, it, you, how is that still a medium because we for just advertising? Because we just mentioned but McDonald's, Kevin, we're doing Den, something, Adult Superstore. This is different. 8-3 Truth. This is different. This is different. This is different. I'm, I'm okay with the signs <sighs> that are there that are like, okay, on this exit – you know, there's a McDonald's, there's a Culver's, there's a Taco okay. Bell. I, I appreciate those signs. those highway signs, but mm-hmm. the billboards, please. There's got to. There's my whole life is just advertisements. My whole life. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we're going to get to the point where everyone's wearing, you know, contacts that have like, you know, uh, synthetic contacts, like in Minority Report, where you can like mm-hmm. see everything, and you're going to be able to install ad blockers on your contacts so that. You you don't have to see ads in real life on your like, 
The amount of advertisements I see per day, I can't even imagine what it is. That'd be a good number to look up. It's got to be in the That's trillions. Stupid. Yeah. Think about it. In the trillions. Yeah, I know. Well, between commercials, internet, billboards. Social media, billboards. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. anything you do, watch a Royals game, the the Sonic Slam, the, the James B. Nutter play of the game, mm-hmm. the Geico. It's insane. Yeah. Everything is sponsored. The ads... They're, they're gonna they're gonna ruin even my life. podcasts too fucking podcasts yeah. even the worst uh all right uh I, this is i think yeah the second time you've had that rant about advertisers yeah, yeah. i have I've had, a, I've had a few i know you hate them uh all right let's move into our mix plate this week uh in honor of garrick dieter retiring basically this is the mix plate of the garrick dieter award yes um can you hang around so long that people will remember you, but also you never play or make an impact. You weren't you weren't very impactful. Yeah, you but everybody somehow impact. knows yeah. you. Yes, even though you never did anything. Yes, that's yep. kind of what I'm going for. That's what I'm going for too. I have a few. Yeah, okay. We'll just see how it goes. And if there's a veto that needs to happen, then there's a veto that needs to okay. happen. Okay. Um, one sixty two. Right. One sixty two. That means I get to go first. Uh, and there's only one Garrick Dieter. There's only one Garrick Dieter. So this the the yes. mixed play is named after him, so obviously he's excluded from the list. Uh but I'm going with uh my meet number one here. I'm going with Boomer Grigsby. Okay. Uh, Solid. You'll see a lot of Boomer Grigsby jerseys still. Sixty nine. Um, Was he sixty nine? Like forty six. Okay. Think. Oh yeah, that's right. Um but uh I I mean he played some special teams. I I don't think he really ever played on offense. He was listed as a fullback, but a lot of Probably just was on the practice squad, mm-hmm. uh, but he had that name and people loved him. And uh, I still remember him and see his jersey. So Boomer yeah. Grigsby, um, that's a good one. My meet number one is also a running back um, for, and it, it, it's because of his name, Bam Morris. Oh wow! Um, everyone knew Bam Morris. I, I, you know, he was maybe here for like three seasons and wasn't tremendously productive, um, but everyone knew who Bam Morris was running back for the Chiefs in the late 90s, early 2000s, and, um, yeah, wasn't very good, never really did much, uh, but he well, he was there and he had a cool name. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everyone knew who he was. That's pretty good. All right, uh, I'm going to go with uh, my meet number two here. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, let's see, I'm going to go with uh, Balbuino Rafael Fuenmayor. <laughs> The great Balbino. Do you remember him? Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Flanagan, the Royals beat writer, just had an obsession with him. And the great Balbino had a spring training season, I think in 2015, where he just mashed the cover off the ball. Then he went to Arkansas and just mashed. Then he went to Omaha and mashed. I think he ended up getting hurt and never actually played for the Royals. But that guy had a spring where everybody was just writing about him. Yeah. He even got his own nickname. Uh, which is an incredible nick- nickname, the great Balbino, uh, and it's a fun name. So going yep. with Balbino Fuenmayor. All right. Uh, it's a good one. Side number two for me. Um, this might be controversial, you may, and you may be able to veto it, but I'm going Jose Lima. Wow. Like <laughs> a great player? Well, okay. He wasn't actually very good, and he, but everyone— like, Did he win a Cy Young Award in his career? Okay. Did he? No. I'm talking about his stint with the Royals. Let me look up his numbers okay, here. Okay, but I think, like, let's see. How Jose Lima Thines. He finished fourth in the Cy Young once. Fourth in the Cy Young? In 1999. That's not good enough to, to not be on this list. Okay. 
Are you going to veto it? Let me see. I mean, he pitched in the major leagues for 12 years. Damn it. Okay. All right. Vetoed. All right. Yeah. I'll go with Ken Harvey. <laughs> That's good. That. Me number two, Ken Harvey. I mean, Again, he was an all-star. That's true. But that's true. It was a but flash in the pan, and people yeah, remember him. Um, for everyone way knew Ken Harvey, and yeah, he was um, not good, uh, obviously, but everyone knew who he was, and um, yeah, had had a one a really cool walk-off home run that I'll never forget, and um, one time got stuck behind the tarp. I'll also never forget that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, Ken Harvey is would be nominated for the Garrick Dieter Award. Uh, also, he had to face Randy Johnson in the All-Star game, and it did not go well for Ken. <laughs> it did not go well for Ken. Um, all right, that's a good one. I'm going to go with uh, Dusty Coleman. Okay, yeah. Dusty Coleman, uh, infielder for the Royals. I think he was in the minor leagues for seven or eight years. He finally gets called up after seven or eight years. He's basically a utility player slash pinch runner in July in 2015. Mm -hmm. And in a pretty big game in 2015, he gets picked off of third base, uh, like costing the Royals the game. Mm -hmm. It was a bonehead play, a dumb play. And I I don't know if he... Like, ever got another at bat or chance or anything after that. But that's all I remember about him is after eight years in the minors coming up, screwing up royally, and uh, that sucks for him. But uh, if you were into that 2015 Royals team, you remember that game, him getting picked off third, and how miserable that was and hating Dusty Coleman for it. I remember that. He's a medical sales rep now. Oh, good for Uh, him. So good for him. I hope he's doing well. Um, all right, side number one for me. Uh, I'm going Mark Quinn. Okay. Is that vetoed? Is that good? Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Mark Quinn, um, I guess, so it doesn't quite fit on this list because he had an awesome rookie season um, and everyone thought he was going to be the the like the next uh, big, big deal for the Royals. Um, I think he hit like 20 home runs or something his rookie mm-hmm. season. Um, and was looking like the future, like the next Johnny Damon or the next Carlos Beltran for our team. Um, and I've got kind of, like Garrick Dieter. There have been moments when people have been like, yeah, he should start. People mm-hmm. have said that. Uh, I don't know about that, <laughs> but Mark Quinn um, lasted three seasons. Um, I think he, um, he basically his, his uh, career ended because he got injured doing um, fake karate with his brother. Um, so that was solid. <laughs> Um, he, do karate in the garage. He once went. Uh, I'm looking this up now. Um, he had a 200 and something, um, two three months, 240 at bats um, without a walk. Wow. 241 consecutive plate appearances Just without drawing a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, when he finally did walk. Uh, the stadium played, did fireworks on his walk, and um, everyone thought it was really funny. So 241, uh, I mean, that's just classic Royals right mm-hmm. there. Um, 241 plate appearances without a walk. He fit in well with this Royals. Team. Amazing. Actually, we're eighth in the AL Starting walks. to walk. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Um, all right, I'm going to round out my side number two here. Uh, what was CJ Spiller? Oh, okay, yeah, I like this. This is a, was this cut, a good one. It was I didn't cut think about this four one. times. Mm-hmm. It was cut four times in the same season by the Chiefs. This it was is probably snip, the, snap, the most snip, similar. Snip, snap, snip, snap. Um, and never really played, but anytime like Chiefs were making a move on the waiver wire, I was like, CJ Spiller, cut. CJ Spiller, signed, yeah. release, signed, release, signed. 
Uh, so CJ Spiller makes my list. It's like, should oh, should we pick him up in fantasy? Mm-hmm. Yep. CJ Spiller is going to be a sleeper before before the season. I had those conversations with yep. myself, no doubt. All right, side number two for me. Um, I'll go Thigbone. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler Thigpen. Thigpen. I'll go uh, quarterback Tyler Thigpen. Um, you know. Played a couple of seasons with the Chiefs. He was on the team for a while. Uh, had great hair. Um, was um, not good at, at quarterback. Was he a lefty, right? Lefty. Okay. Uh, or was that? Uh, Palco was a lefty. Tyler Palco. Tyler was it Palco also was the, the Alabama quarterback a lefty? No. You're thinking of Bro- Brody Croyle? Yeah. No, he was a righty. Not a lefty? Thigpen was a righty, Ooh, too. I just was... Googled Tyler Thigpen in a screen, in a, and a... Uh, uh, headshot, mugshot popped up. Ooh, yikes! Uh, Thigbone plays right-handed. He's a big Tyler dude. Tyler Palco was left. Six three, two hundred thirty-five pounds. Uh, was with the Chiefs for five seasons, uh, four seasons. Um, you know, in two thousand eight, he was our starting quarterback. For mm-hmm. God's sake, my God, mm-hmm. what a sad, sad times. Um, Fifty-four c- completion percentage, eighteen touchdowns to twelve ints. Not horrible. 2,600 2, so yards. That's so sad. Um, so, yeah, I'm going thick bone. Okay. Um, I think my list is way better than yours. Yeah, I think uh, yours is better, too. But uh, that's Do you have any honorable mentions? No. <laughs> I had... Um, so I was thinking, like, Christian Cologne maybe could be on that list. Yeah, because he never really was an everyday yeah. player. Uh, Alberto Mondesi. But everybody knows him. <laughs> Alberto Mondesi could be. Uh, I had Jason Dunn on the list, kind of. He, Played a lot. He played a lot, but yeah. he didn't. But he's very memorable. Tony Moyaki also. Yeah. Um, Mark Bowrichter. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Friend of the program. Um, I had Joey Gathright. Ooh, that's a good one. Because everybody Ter- was very Terrence excited Gore. for Joey Gathright. Uh-huh. Terrence Gore is a good one, too. Yeah. He was always up and down and up and down yeah. as well. Jose Lima. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not, didn't allow it. Okay. Uh, all right. That's the show for us uh, this week. Uh, so be sure to follow us on social media at State Your Line. We'll be at Boulevardia. Come see us. Uh, and we'll see you around Kansas City. <laughs>